As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier, too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. The less your business spends, the more margin you keep. But today, everything costs more. So smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one proven platform, helping you reduce IT costs, maintenance costs, and manual errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move to NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash earnings right now. NetSuite.com slash earnings. From the Bloomberg Interactive Brokers Studios, this is Bloomberg Daybreak for Tuesday, April 25th. Coming up today... UBS shares drop following its earnings report. We speak with CEO Sergio Armati. First Republic Bank's quarterly results jar investors. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy moves ahead with his debt ceiling plan without changes. And Joe Biden's 2024 presidential campaign could launch as early as today. The U.S. hopes a 72-hour ceasefire in Sudan holds, plus a New York subway fare hike has been postponed for now. I'm Michael Barr. We'll explain why straight ahead. I'm John Stash, Aaron Sports. The Devils beat the Rangers to tie up the series. A loss for the Yankees and the Jets have acquired Aaron Rodgers. That's all straight ahead on Bloomberg Daybreak. The business news you need to start your day in just one 15-minute podcast. Each morning on Apple, Spotify, the Bloomberg Business app, and everywhere you get your podcasts. Good morning. I'm Nathan Hager. And I'm Karen Moscow. Here are the stories we're following today. We begin with breaking news. President Biden has officially launched his bid for re-election. The 80-year-old president just released a video message asking voters to let him, quote, finish this job. The president says there's still work to do to give Americans a fair shot and to beat back what he calls extremists in the Republican Party who want to cut government spending and curb abortion rights. President Biden's already the oldest person ever elected to the nation's highest office. If he were re-elected, he'd be 86 at the end of a second term term. His kickoff message shows the president's betting voters will reward him for his decades of experience and look past any concerns about his age. Well, Nathan, we'll have much more on the Biden announcement in a few minutes when we speak live with Pangea Policy founder Terry Haynes. But now, let's turn to the markets, and specifically the banking industry. Shares of UBS, they're down one and a quarter percent this morning. The bank missing profit estimates as it set aside $665 million for litigation tied to its role in selling mortgage securities before the financial crisis. The bank also said it attracted inflows worth $28 billion in the months running up to its takeover of Credit Suisse. We spoke with UBS CEO Sergio Armati. We were very pleased with the fact that at times of distress in the market, generally the first quarter was very challenging. We still saw clients looking at UBS as a safe haven. Uh, and uh, the inflows were coming in from all regions and from different sources. In that sense, uh, we are very pleased that uh, particularly also after the announcement of the transaction of the acquisition of Credit Suisse, we still saw inflows coming into our bank. So a sign of confidence of our clients. 
Sergio Armani made the comments to Bloomberg's Manis Cranny. Well, back here in the U.S., Karen, First Republic shares are plunging more than 20 percent following its latest earnings report. We get the latest live with Bloomberg's John Tucker. John. And Nathan, First Republic saw deposits collapse At the same time, they avoided disaster by tapping into emergency lifelines. That means they didn't have to take a hit selling their portfolio of securities. And there was also this from the CEO, Mike Roffler, on a conference call. We are pursuing strategic options to expedite our progress while reinforcing our capital position. Well, they've considered a sale of the entire bank, but their sizable losses on paper, which would have to be crystallized in most deals, have caused some buyers to balk. The bank also will cut a quarter of its workforce, lower outstanding loan balances, and slash non-essential activities. Live in New York, I'm John Tucker, Bloomberg Daybreak. All right, John, thanks. Well, the earnings will continue to roll in today with more than 40 companies in the S&P 500 reporting. One of the big ones comes after the bell. We get a Microsoft preview from Bloomberg's Jeff Bellinger. A further slowdown in sales of personal computers could be evident in Microsoft's results, and Bloomberg Intelligence says weak infrastructure software demand may have had an impact on the company's Azure cloud business as well as on-premise sales. BI notes the software giant has aggressively marketed artificial intelligence enhancements, while new features are not expected to have contributed to sizable growth in near-term sales, Microsoft is likely to indicate increased interest from advertisers in its enhanced search capabilities. Jeff Bellinger, Bloomberg Daybreak. Jeff, thanks. We now turn to the decision by Fox News to break off ties with one of its most popular hosts, Tucker Carlson. While it remains to be seen how that affects viewership, it definitely impacted investors. Fox's stock lost more than a half billion dollars in market cap yesterday. Gita Ranganathan is a media analyst at Bloomberg Intelligence. Fox News is the major, is a crown jewel really of the whole Fox empire. It brings in 75 percent of the company's profit. It is the most watched cable network in the U.S., has been now for about 10 years running. And a huge part of that, I think, they owe to their anchors and especially, uh, you know, the popularity of Tucker Carlson. So this is this is huge. Bloomberg's Gita Ranganathan says Carlson's departure comes just days after Fox agreed to pay $787 million to settle a defamation lawsuit. Well, Nathan, now let's get to the latest on the debt ceiling debate in Washington. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy is moving ahead with his $1.5 trillion proposal as is, despite demands for changes from some of his rank and file. Scott Carr has more from our Bloomberg 991 newsroom in Washington. Speaker McCarthy has said he plans to put his debt ceiling proposal up for a vote on the House floor this week as is. While people familiar tell Bloomberg it'll also be placed under a rule disallowing any amendments. McCarthy's proposal would increase the nation's debt debt ceiling by $1.5 trillion, holding off a U.S. payments default until March of next year at the latest. And it aims to trim $4.5 trillion in discretionary spending over 10 years. McCarthy acknowledges there's still a number of Republican holdouts demanding changes in the bill, but he can't afford to lose many, as few as five Republicans opposing it, combined with what's expected to be a unified Democratic opposition, would defeat the bill. Scott Carr, Bloomberg Daybreak. All right, Scott, thank you. We're having earnings crossing the Bloomberg right now, looking at UPS first quarter profit meeting analyst estimates. And it looks like revenue just missed. And it sees uh, the revenue for the fiscal year coming at the low end of uh, $97 billion to $99.4 billion. And uh, that would be right around what analysts were looking for. Also hearing from Pepsi, we'll have more on those in just a moment. And this is Bloomberg. 
Thanks, Karen. It's 6.07 on Wall Street. It's 46 degrees in New York. It'll be partly to mostly sunny today, a high near 60. Back down to the upper 40s tonight under a mostly clear sky. And Michael Barr's here with more on what is going on in New York and around the world. Michael. Thank you very much, Nathan. It's official. President Joe Biden formally announced that he would seek re-election in 2024. In a video released a few minutes ago, Biden implored voters to let him finish this job he began when he took office and put aside any worries about his age. He said there is still work to do to give Americans a fair shot. Biden would be 86 at the end of a second term if he wins. Jury selection is scheduled to begin today in a civil trial stemming from a lawsuit filed by writer E. Jean Carroll against former President Donald Trump. Carroll says Trump raped her in a New York City department store in the mid-1990s. Business and entertainment attorney Trey Lavelle says jurors may hear that infamous Access Hollywood video of Trump and says the allegations from Carroll are not unlike others he's faced. There's a fair amount of evidence out there of Trump doing the similar thing to other people. We have these other two women who say he basically is almost the exact same scenario. He approached them, assaulted them, and then made fun of them afterwards. Trump has denied her allegations. The U.S. announced Sudan's two warring factions had agreed to a three-day ceasefire. The U.S. is watching over convoys helping to ferry out American citizens still there. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan. For those Americans who are interested in joining a convoy, we have been providing information about how they can do that. And then, as I mentioned before, we are now providing some degree of overwatch to try and ensure that these convoys can arrive safely. The U.S. already evacuated American embassy diplomats. President Biden and Vice President Harris met at the White House with the Tennessee State House Democratic lawmakers who faced expulsion votes earlier this month organized by the Republican majority. They took over the podium on the House floor to chant with protesters demanding gun reform. Representative Justin Pearson. It is a moral issue. It is about our children. It is about our schools and not turning them into war zones. But it's also, and it is also about communities that are experiencing gun violence every single day, like the communities where I am from and a lot of other communities. An anticipated 5.5% fare hike on New York City subways, buses, and commuter rail lines is delayed until July or August as the state's overdue budget is holding up new charges. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in over 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr. This is Bloomberg Nathan. Thanks, Michael. Almost 6.10 on Wall Street. Time for the Bloomberg Sports Update. Here's John Stashauer. Nathan, it was in 2008 that the Green Bay Packers made way for a new quarterback. Aaron Rodgers took over, so Brett Favre joined the Jets. Now the Packers are again turning to a young QB, Jordan Love and Rodgers. Is a Jet. The trade finally agreed to five weeks after Rodgers admitted he planned to come to New York. He was, of course, number 12 in Green Bay. That was Joe Namath's number. Will remain retired. Rodgers as a Jet will wear number eight. That was his number in college. Devils and Rangers, both good road teams in the regular season. And four games into their playoff series, the road teams are 4-0 at the Garden. Devils won 3-1. The series tied at 2. Toronto hasn't won a playoff series since 2004. Maple Leafs came from three goals down in the third period. Beat Tampa Bay in overtime. Leafs lead the series 3-1. couple of NBA playoff thrillers. First, Miami down 14 in the fourth quarter. Rallied to beat Milwaukee. Jimmy Butler scored 56 points. That's tied for the fourth most in NBA playoff history. The Bucks, who had the NBA's best record, now need to win three in a row to avoid being the fifth one seed to lose to an eighth seed. The Lakers seeded seventh in the West. 
Beat Memphis in overtime. LeBron James, 22 points, 20 rebounds, and the Lakers have a 3-1 series lead. Yankee bats again quiet on a chilly night in Minnesota. They lost 6-1. They've scored only six runs in their last four games. They've also lost six straight series openers. Tampa Bay beat Houston. The Razor, 20-3. They're 14-0 at home. Toronto and Baltimore both won, so the Yankees are in fourth place. The Mets are back home tonight to play Washington. John Stashauer, Bloomberg Sports. Success is more than a destination. It's a path you take one step at a time. It's dedication. It's fortitude. And it's the work, passion, and grit inside of us that comes before all recognition. That's what Stiefel has been doing for over 130 years. And it's why Stiefel is one of the fastest-growing wealth management firms in the country. And Stiefel goes beyond traditional wealth management to offer you a full suite of banking services, direct access to one of the industry's largest equity research franchises, and a leading middle market investment bank. Quietly, yet strategically, Stiefel has built a company and culture unlike any firm on Wall Street. Because success is the drive it takes to keep pushing. It's the passion to keep investing. It's the best of each of us, made better by the best in all of us. And that is where success meets success. Find a financial advisor at Stiefel.com. That's S-T-I-F-E-L.com. Stiefel, Nicholas & Company, Incorporated. Member SIPC and NYSE. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. Athletes, actors, artists. But what about the people behind the scenes? You know, the ones who make it all happen. The lighting engineers, the sideline photographers, the caterers. They're small business masterminds. And if there's one thing they have in common, it's making their money work harder. That's why they have a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, where they are now earning a generous 5% annual percentage yield. Yes, 5% APY. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier, too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. Live from coast to coast, from New York to San Francisco, Boston to Washington, D.C., nationwide on Sirius XM, the Bloomberg Business App, and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Daybreak. Good morning. I'm Nathan Hager. Let's get back to the breaking news. Moments ago, President Biden did make it official. He is running for re-election in 2024. The president made the announcement in this video that went online just minutes ago. Let's finish this job. I know we can this is the United States of America. There's nothing, simply nothing we cannot do if we do it together. President Biden's video announcement making it official. He is running in 2024. Let's bring in Terry Haynes, founder of Pangea Policy, as we uh, parse the message and look ahead to this race. Terry, good morning. What do you make of this sort of soft launch for this uh, reelection campaign? Uh, good morning, Nathan. Uh, pretty soon it'll be like it was in the 19th century, where you'd never even have to leave your uh, your front porch in order to run for president. Uh, so here we are again. Um, 
a couple of points. Um, firstly, kind of on the on the polls and uh, enthusiasm levels. There's little to no enthusiasm for Biden, uh, within, even within his own party. There's a very short bench, no real challengers. They've you know, made up their minds to, to, to back him for one more time, even without that. Um, you've got a situation where uh, there's not a lot of enthusiasm for Biden nationally. You know, I think it's underappreciated that uh, you know, polls are polls, and uh, I don't put too much weight on them. But in six uh, presidential national polls last Friday— Four with Biden as the Democrat, two with Harris as the Democrat. Only one of those uh, did the Democrat win. It was the Wall Street Journal poll. All of them were very tight, but uh, but only one won. Um, and you're gonna uh, you, you're gonna see a situation where uh, you know they're betting the farm essentially that they're going to run against Trump again and win. I'm not at all sure that's true because you've, you've got a situation where six out of ten Republicans don't want Trump. So I'll start there. Let's go to your first point, Terry. How does the president close that enthusiasm gap? Well, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of issues in which they're hoping, you know, social and otherwise, to uh, to pick away at independents and keep them on side. And uh, I'm, I'm going to preface by saying quickly that um, independents aren't who you think they are. Uh, there, there's a lot of talk that independents are 40 percent of the electorate, and you know they're. they're this big uh, blob that we need to all, you know, go after somehow. When in reality, the vast majority of independents uh, that used to be with a party, Democrat or Republican, tend to still uh, lean in those directions. So what they're trying to do with social issues like abortion, uh, uh, geopolitical issues like China and Ukraine, is try to appeal to people uh, that are that used to be Democrats, essentially, to keep them on side and provide the winning margin. And I think that's a lot of what's going on here. To your second point about the president potentially betting the farm on a uh, Trump-Biden rematch, why do you think that's not a possibility at this point, given that the uh, former president still has so much enthusiasm, uh, especially around his base? And at least at this point, it seems as though any potential GOP primary challengers are having difficulty breaking past that. Well, I see it. Uh, I, I see the race uh, on the Republican side as a little non-consensus right now. If you look at the polls generally, what you see is uh, whether they be national polls or whether they even be polls in uh, in early primary states. What you see is about four out of ten want Trump. Uh, what that tells you is about six out of ten don't. Unlike 2016, what you have is a situation where uh, there, there's already coalescing around uh, around one alternative, DeSantis. Uh, but there's a lot of people in the race, so there, you know there's a lot of folks that uh, uh, that still are in the single digits. Uh, that's a different scenario the, the, to 2016, and uh, what, what I'm anticipating is that there's still this hard nugget of uh, support for Trump, certainly, uh, but that the main challenger uh, probably ends up, uh, you know, coalescing uh, others, uh, coalescing the Trump opposition, if you will. Only about 30 seconds left here, Terry. Yeah. The age factor is going to be a factor for President Biden in this reelection campaign. How does he get past that? Um, I, that that's a difficult question for them because part of their strategy is to ration him out as much as possible. Uh, they'll they'll show him his energetic and selected public appearances, uh, and that's about it. Uh, but I think his problem goes beyond age. Uh, there's not a lot of uh, domestic uh not a lot of domestic achievement, and, uh, and the international situation is very unsettled. 
and uh, so he doesn't have a lot of domestic or international achievement to point to. This is Bloomberg Daybreak Today, your morning brief on the stories making news from Wall Street to Washington and beyond. Look for us on your podcast feed at 6 a.m. Eastern each morning on Apple, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can also listen live each morning starting at 5 a.m. Wall Street time on Bloomberg 1130 in New York, Bloomberg 991 in Washington, Bloomberg 1061 in Boston, and Bloomberg 960 in San Francisco. Our flagship New York station is also available on your Amazon Alexa devices. Just say Alexa, play Bloomberg 1130. Plus, listen coast to coast on the Bloomberg Business app, Sirius XM Channel 119, the iHeartRadio app, and on Bloomberg.com. I'm Nathan Hager. And I'm Karen Moscow. Join us again tomorrow morning for all the news you need to start your day right here on Bloomberg Daybreak. To address our new climate reality, the world needs radical solutions. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment, hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.